Welcome to the Bardcast. It's Shakespeare, you dick. We are your hosts. I am Lisa Ann Goldsmith. And I am Owen Thompson. And Merry Everything, you guys. It's that yeah. time of year. Yeah. Ho, 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 motherfuckers. <laughs> Don't call me a ho, Owen. <laughs> oh, you have earned that over many decades. Thank you. <laughs> so, so, you guys, let, let's start by saying that we had planned something very special for you guys. Um, but you know that Owen and I like to push the envelope a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. We we were cooking up something for you guys, sort of along the lines of what we're going to replay today. The the, the you know a visit from Saint Falstaff. We had a little parody that we were working on, but we think we may have just crossed a line, and so we no, we definitely further... crossed a line. <laughs> yeah, so you know, and and these days, you know, comedy has to be careful that you don't, you know. Right. Cross exactly. the line, as it were. We, so we're going to rework it. We live in a society. For, that's right. We're going to rework it for you guys for next year. So that being said, today we're going to talk about uh, some of the holidays mentioned in Shakespeare, but also during Shakespeare's time. And then we are going to replay for you our delicious visit from St. Falstaff from last year, because we have lots of new listeners that might not have heard it. Yeah, Absolutely. So, so first, let's talk about the holidays that uh, would have been. Well, we, you know what? Do you want to? This, this won't take long. Area. Do you want to mention? <laughs> do you want to mention the holidays that Shakespeare mentions? Yes, yes. He only mentions. <laughs> he mentions it's so ridiculous, you guys. They were a somber lot, those Elizabethans. Um, he mentions Christmas three times and New Year's only once. So the New Year's mention is in The Merry Wives of Windsor, Act 3, Scene 5. And Falstaff says, Have I lived to be carried in a basket like a barrow of butcher's offal and to be thrown in the Thames? Well, if I be served such another trick, I'll have my brains tain out and buttered and give them to a dog for a New Year's gift. So that's when he mentions... New Year's. Yes. Um, and the three times he mentions Christmas is twice in Love's Labor's Lost, which is so weird. Um, the first one is Act 1, Scene 1. And he says, At Christmas I no more desire a rose than wish a snow in May's newfangled mirth. And in these, by the way, in these quotes, he kind of like does not hide his dislike of the pageant acting that happened during Christmas. Just saying. And he, he, he came by that honestly. I mean, he was a professional actor much of his life. That's right. That's right. And um, so so that's the first one. And the second one from Love's Labor's Lost is, I see the trick on it. Here was a consent, knowing aforehand of our merriment to dash it like a Christmas comedy. Again, you know, they're kind of like kind of downbeat these Christmas quotes, and that's because in Elizabethan England, Easter was the main Christmas festival. Yep. Christmas was a lot less important 12-day festival known for these pageants at the royal court and by churches for townspeople, but well, it was sure. not nearly were, as big a deal as it is It was now. a much more religious society than than ours is, and so Easter, you know, obviously Easter is the most important uh, ho you know, holiday on, on the Christian calendar, uh, period, and so they took it more seriously than we do. That's right. That's right. And, you know, so in those Love's Labor's Lost quotes, Barone 
kind of guesses that uh, that his wooing strategy has failed and that the ladies are now ridiculing the men. And that ridicule is what he compares to a Christmas play like a Christmas comedy. Right. Um, so and the third one is in The Taming of the Shrew and it's in the induction scene two, which so many people cut from that play you know, the character mm-hmm. of Sly, but he says, Mary, I will let them play. It is not a common tea, a Christmas gambled or a tumbling trick. And Paige says, no, my good Lord, it is more pleasing stuff. So in that Sly kind of disregards the action as a Christmas gambled, which is a word meaning a frolic or a light entertainment. And Paige suggests that it will be better than the awful acting that you see at Christmas. So that, that, <laughs> kind of tells you what he thinks of uh christmas and and really that's those are the only holidays that are mentioned in all of the shakespeare play. well well it, with the exception of you have two titles that sort of well twelfth night is a direct reference to a holiday that's uh, right. even though it, it's only name we've and we've covered this elsewhere but twelfth night is really only called twelfth night because it was probably first performed on that holiday there's nothing to do with with the actual holiday and in fact takes place in may not in january but also uh, you could say you could stretch a point and say Midsummer Night's Dream is a bit of a reference. It's Midsummer Day on the 24th of June was also a, a holiday that com- uh, commemorated John the Baptist. So Midsummer Night's Dream, eh, sort of eh, kind of a holiday. Kind of sort of. And then there's the he does. Shakespeare does give, give us one description of, Shake, of Christmas. Um, and that's in Hamlet on the frozen battlements of Elsinore. And uh, the, he says, some say that ever against that season comes wherein our Savior's birth is celebrated. The bird of dawning singeth all night long. And then they say, no spirit dare stir abroad. The nights are wholesome. Then no planet strike, no fairy takes, nor which hath power to charm. So hallowed and so gracious is the time. Yeah, I, that's a clear reference to Christmas. Yeah, yeah, but that's it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, all we got. But but we can talk a little bit about the holidays that they celebrated in Shakespeare's time. That's right. Um, why don't we, uh, why don't we why don't you do a one-for-one? So, one? You want to start yeah, that off? Yeah, of? I'll start. I'll start. New Year, my, uh, I, I will start also because this is kind of my favorite. And uh, one of the reasons that I love doing this podcast with you, my dear friend, is the things that we learn. Um, and I, for one, did not know that New Year's Day on the 1st of January was celebrated uh, as being the date of the circumcision of Jesus Christ. No, I, I, I didn't either. You know, the more you know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he had to be, it makes, it stands to he reason. He was a, he was a right. nice Jewish boy. Of course, he's going to be right. circumcised. Of course. It's just, you don't, you, you, you know, I'm trying to, uh, would you want to be that moil? Well, no, but here's the thing. I mean, it makes sense because if he was born, I mean, he wasn't born on Christmas, but if he was born around that time, uh, yeah, Gris would have been about a week later. So that I, I'm just saying, if you were the moil at Jesus Christ's Bris, I mean, no pressure. I know, but you wouldn't know who he was. I mean, it's not like you'd know he was the, the fucking Magi knew who he was. <laughs> yeah, fuck the Magi. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, speaking, speaking of, of which, which, the next holiday would be the 6th of January or 12th day. And that is the epiphany when the Magi visited Jesus. Yeah, so see, he would have been, see, he would have had the moil would have happened first and then the Magi. So, but the, no, oh, the, oh, the Magi didn't wait a second. See, this is bizarre. The Magi visited Jesus on the 6th of January. Yeah. So what, where, what, what the, where the manger with the manger, they weren't in the manger. 
That was when he was born. No, I guess they were traveling to see him. They knew he was being born, but they were traveling, you know, COVID restrictions, so wait, man. The whole, that whole manger time. story isn't happening on Christmas? I guess it is happening on Christmas, isn't that when he well, was but the, but, but wait a minute. But the, the Magi didn't, the Magi visited Jesus in the manger, and that's Christmas. So, but this is saying, and I have the same notes that you do, that the that the Magi visited Jesus on the 6th of January. Well, it's possible that if there was still no room in the inn, that even after the bris, he was still living in the manger. Did they just stay for two weeks? And Maybe. by the way. It's a long they, trip, man. Let me tell you something else about this weird story, right? Well, first of all, they bring very strange gifts. That's all I have to say. Myrrh. Well, but like, that stuff was expensive back then. One never can have too much Myrrh. <laughs> <laughs> so they couldn't get a room at the inn because there were no rooms to be had and they didn't have any money and all this stuff. But after the Magi came, first of all, the Magi are fucking kings. The kings didn't have a room. Kings didn't have a room. Maybe they were maybe they felt like, you know, and if they love Jesus so much, maybe they, <laughs> you know, they could get him like a junior suite. Maybe they were being you know? off the grid, Owen. <laughs> also, they got gold now. I know. I mean, you're not going to get. You're not going to. Let's not forget. Listen, the, the Ramada. The Ramada isn't going to take frankincense, but the Ramada will take gold. Is what is you know what I'm saying? The 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 the, the Bethlehem know. Ramada. People don't take cash anymore, Owen. <laughs> well, that, that, that was then. What what did they have? Diners Club cards. All right, going on. <laughs> the next holiday. You got Candle Mass, which is the feast of the purification of Mary. That's right, because she supposedly had Jesus without, you know, doing the nasty. Right. That's right. And then after that would be Shrovetide or Shrove Tuesday uh, between February 3rd and March 9th. That's the last day before the fasting of Lent. Mm -hmm. That's the day they all ate those pancakes. That's right. For whatever right. reason. Yeah. Then you got everybody's favorite Ash Wednesday, which is obviously the first day of Lent. And that's the 40-day fast that leads up to Easter. East uh, with the bunnies and all that. Oh, no, wait. That's the pagans and the Christians took all that stuff for Christmas. That's right. Now I right. got it straight. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then after that would be the 25th of March, and that would be Lady Day, which is the Annunciation of Mary. It's considered the first day of the calendar year in England uh, when the year number changed. Right, which leads to all kinds of confusion because the like the calendars are all fucked up because that that day would so would be like if you look at sixteen you know oh three, like they the first day of the of the year then was actually what we call the twenty fifth of March. Right. So the so things that happened like they don't always match up calendar wise because of this distinction. That's right. It makes it very confusing. Oy. And then then you've got Easter, the big one which is obviously celebrating the resurrection of Christ and includes nine days of celebration. Yeah, that was the big one, even though it was three days less than Christmas. And then after that would be the 1st of May, which is May Day. That would be uh, a day commemorating St. Philip and Jacob, but also considered the first day of summer, which is weird since it wasn't even a solstice or anything. I, I'm telling you, they, it was all screwed up. And yeah. then you got like the different Gregorian calendars and all of this shit. And the Hebrew calendar. And, and the Hebrew. Oh, my God. Then you get Ascension Day, which is celebrating, obviously, the Ascension of Christ. It's also a major summer festival. Woohoo! And then after Ascension Day, you would have Whit Sunday, which is the Pentecost when Christ visited the apostles. Mm -hmm. Then you got your Trinity Sunday. This is in late, um, in late May or June. It's a feast day of the celebrating the Trinity. 
pretty then, obvious. Not yeah. Trinity from the Matrix. No, no, different Trinity altogether. You know, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Um, and then on the 24th of June, you would have Midsummer Day, uh, which also commemorates John the Baptist. Right. And that could, t- I, I think, listen, you get 12th day for 12th night. You got Midsummer Day, Midsummer Night's Dream. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. that counts. Kind of, sort of. Uh, then you've got Michaelmas or Michaelmas, mm-hmm. which marks the end of the harvest season and commemorates the Archangel Michael. Yeah. And that would be September 29th. So they took the summer off, y'all. They took the whole summer off. <laughs> it's like they worked <laughs> in a school. And then uh, the next one would be All Hallows or Hallowtide, which would be November 1st. And that is the Feast of All Saints. Right. The day after Halloween. You know, right. they celebrated them some Halloween. I'm sure they did. Yeah. Then you got then you got Ascension. Uh, you got not Ascension Day, but Accession Day. Yes. Uh, which commemorated the uh, Queen Elizabeth I's accession to the throne. Right. That would be November 17th. And then after that would be St. Andrew's Day on November 30th. That would commemorate, wait for it, St. Andrew. (laughs) Hence hence the title. That's right. I often wonder why, like, how come some saints get a holiday and some saints don't? I I don't know who makes the cut. And then finally. Yeah. Yeah. You finally get Christmas and we all know about Christmas. Right. Celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ. But, you know, some people think that St. George's Day, which was the 23rd of April, should be added to the list because that was the feast of England's patron saint, St. George. But it wasn't an official holiday. Right. That is true. Um, yeah. you and, and gifts got given on New Year's Day. That's and right. That and was Shrove Tuesday was the day the big it was a big get together on Shrove Tuesday for eating pancakes and playing football. Football. Was actually, that, that was the origin of Mardi Gras, Shrove Tuesday. That's right. Well, don't they still um, celebrate Shrove Tuesday in yeah. like yeah in yeah. Uh, yeah down down there in New Orleans? Yeah, it's Shrove Tuesday, Mardi Gras. You know, Mardi right. Gras means Fat Tuesday. That's right. So yeah, it's all connected. Um, so that's pretty much all the information we have for you today, you guys, <laughs> but it's been a crazy time. I am actually, uh, as soon as we hang up, headed to do my final performance of a musical Christmas Carol, uh, with Pittsburgh Civic Light Opera, starring Richard Thomas as Scrooge, if any of you remember him from the Waltons, but also from, uh, the Americans. And he was and from in- it. And from It, right, that's right. He played Bill Denbro in the, the movie of It with Tim Curry as the crazy clown um, and a whole bunch of other stuff. And I have to say, he is, you know, it's always nice when you work with somebody that's like an award-winning, massively famous actor who is just the sweetest, nicest human being in the entire world. I've always been a big fan of his. I've seen him on stage several times. He's a really magnificent actor. Yeah, he's a wonderful actor. And he's just, he's a wonderful Scrooge. And his joyous Scrooge just makes me weep. It's so lovely. But he's just a joy to be around. Um, So that's where I'm headed. And Owen's been crazy busy and, uh, you know, dealing with the COVID in the United States. Yeah, stay safe, people. Get vaccinated. Oh, my God. Omicron is like... I mean, I literally in the past 24 hours know five people that have tested positive. Yeah, it's getting out of hand. 
It's insane. But that being said, we love you guys. Thank you for, we, oh, we just passed 6,000 downloads. So thank you. If you're listening and you know anybody in Antarctica, please have them listen to our podcast so we can have a listener in all seven continents. You, you don't have to know somebody in, a, in a, Antarctica. You could just tell your neighbor to listen. I don't get it. Because we want everybody to listen. Oh, we do want everybody to listen, but we really do want somebody in Antarctica. <laughs> I'm just saying you don't need to know somebody in Antarctica. That's right. Just tell everybody you know. Um, and so Merry Christmas, y'all. Here is once again our brilliant version, uh, a visit from St. Falstaff starring our blessed, wonderful friend, Keith Howard. Keith Howard. Merry Christmas, y'all. Merry Christmas. Was the night before Christmas, we're recording the pod, discussing our favorite topic, the bud. Our mics were all nestled real snug on their arms while we chatted and worked our podcastical charms. We talked about topics for an upcoming show, one that gives pleasure, not one that would blow. L.A. with her ganja and O. with a drink, we were settling in for a deep Shakespeare think. We've talked about gender, we've talked about race... We've talked about film till we're blue in the face. We talk and we talk and I feel like a schmuck. Even Shakespeare himself would say, who gives a fuck? How much can you talk about poor Desdemona? Our listeners wish that we'd both get the Rona. When outside our studio, we heard such a ruckus that we paused our recording and got up off our tuckers. We looked through the window and saw a strange light that was glimmering brightly throughout the dark night. What the fuck is that glowing? L.A. said very fast. Wait, do you see it too? Owen asked as she cussed. And what to our wondering eyes should appear? Sir John Falstaff himself shotgunning a beer. With a wink and a belt, he addressed us by name. At his whistle, a bevy of characters came. No, Hamlet! No, Shylock! Now, Bottom and Romeo! On, Beatrice! On, Troilus! On, Caesar and Dremio! In iambic pentameter, or the blankest of verse, tell these two schmoes that it's time to rehearse! His eyes were so bleary, his gut was so fat, he smiled at us, though, like a drunk Cheshire cat. He wobbled and weaved, almost falling a little, his nose red and veiny, his mouth full of spittle. He was chubby and plump, this right crusty old fart. And he reached back to grab something out of his cart. He picked up a stein, and he waved it about. I know you need topics, I haven't a doubt. He chugged down the ale, drinking all in one go, saying, I haven't forgotten the two of you, though. I'm leaving these characters with you tonight. I know they'll inspire. I know they'll delight. Now, just be yourselves and don't fuck with the process, or else your podcast will turn into a hot mess. He turned on his heel, that big bucket of booze, and then the old asshole threw up on his shoes. And we heard him exclaim as he lay in the sick, Merry Christmas to all! It's Shakespeare, you dick!
preceding podcast was a production of Country Matters, LLC, copyright 2021, all rights reserved.